Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. Neitzel coming off the double. Good pitch. Going again with the three ball. Rattles, yes! It stayed down. 28 points. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching the SD4L show. Spartan Dogs for Life. I am Brian Mosalem along with my co-host Justin Thin. Justin, how you doing tonight? Great to be here once again, Brian. Phenomenal video put together by our producer Owen over there. And uh, another exciting show, another exciting great, guest list. Great intro. We got an MSU legend joining us tonight, and we're excited to have him. Might be a little bit before your time. Were you born in 07? I think, um, I think Drew's final year at Michigan State was probably my first year watching college basketball. I think I was like six years, seven years old. That's great to hear. Yeah. So, God, I feel old. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Drew Neitzel, MSU great, joins the show. Drew, how you doing, brother? Can you hear us? Joe, you're on mute. Oh, and is he on mute? No, he's good. Okay. Can you hear us, Drew? I think he said he can hear us, but we can't hear him. Yeah, we can't hear him. So right. Yeah, we'll get that straightened out. But I guess, Brian, what do you remember about Drew's time at Michigan State? I'll tell you what I remember about Drew's time. In 07, I was there when we were playing Wisconsin, and they right. were uh, ranked first in the country. Yeah. And he went off that day. I believe it was a Wednesday, Thursday evening, and uh, we beat Wisconsin to keep the streak alive, I believe, at the Breslin. Okay. And that is the last time I can remember... Uh, everybody rushing the court at mm. the Breslin. It okay. was such a, it was such a great, uh, a, a great evening. And then I remember, it was either that year or '08. We uh, we played in the Sweet 16. We played Memphis. Mm -hmm. We went down to watch them play in Texas. And uh, was it Memphis? I believe it was. And it was, uh, it was not a very good ending. Okay. But uh, you know, he returned us to, to prominence at that time. Yeah. Just yeah. a dagger. I have some of his um, kind of his stats here. He had three seasons at Michigan State where he played 31 minutes per game or more. 
Seems like he was always on the court at all times. Averaged 11.1 points per game throughout his entire Michigan State career. I know he was regarded as a great shooter, um, kind of an electric scorer. So it's um, going to be exciting to talk to him. I know his um, per 40-minute stats are looking even better here. Um, Three-point percentage in his career was basically 40%. So great score. Uh, averaged 20 points per game his junior year. Um, and uh, 17.6 the senior year, if you look at it with the per 40s. So great player, great Spartan. So once we get the technical issues figured out here, it's going to be exciting to talk to him for sure. We're going to get those technical issues figured out, but I'll tell you, he uh, probably one of the all-time great shooters at, at, in Michigan State history. Okay. No question. Yeah. And uh, would you say he's taller than uh, uh, uh uh, Izzo's son? <laughs> I, I, would, I would think so. <laughs> and is he 5'6", five, 5'7"? Five, How so, tall is he? Something like that. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure the university was favorable at adding his measurements to the website. He did that. It was an amazing watch. He could stroke it. Absolutely stroke it. Yeah. And so we're excited to have him. Oh, and we got that figured out or what? You got to get that volume going Yeah, we're, we're working on it. He... Uh, we had this problem before testing. Uh, Drew, can you hear us now? Try talking, Drew. Drew, you're <laughs> silent. <laughs> Just like the silent assassin that you were. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, that might not be working over there. But yeah, Drew had um, a long uh, overseas career as well. Um, after he had that illustrious career at Michigan State. Um, 5'11", so yes, uh, taller than Steven. 5'9", he's not 5'11". Not 5'11". Wikipedia's um, irrefutable source, Brian. <laughs> irrefutable. You mean, you mean the source that can't be edited? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, it can't be edited because I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a... Uh, really, really was just a sharpshooter, and yeah. uh, he's a he's the, he's really led a fight, an outstanding career. Here. Yeah, I think he's at uh, Wells Fargo now, and in the wealth management space, mm, competing doing, with you. No, <laughs> never competing. We're family. <laughs> not for, not for everybody to go around. Yeah, and we wish him nothing but the best, and the best of luck. And we're just excited to have him because yeah. I know he was somebody that we all uh, we enjoyed watching, but. I, I vividly remember walking into that game when Wisconsin was ranked number one. Yeah. And we were having a social year. And I was with a couple of people, and, and I said, you know, we haven't rushed the court here in a long time. Mm. And if, if he went off, I mean, I think he hit seven or eight threes. Yeah. He went off, and it was uh, quite the spectacle. Yeah. I mean, everybody rushed the court. It was uh, something that... Yeah. Uh, that we all enjoyed. There are Twitter videos, cut-ups of that game, of him hitting three after three after three. That's really the only, um, like, the signature moment I remember from, from that time as well. So it's uh, kind of electric to see that and also get a chance to talk to him. But, yeah, it's, um, if you predicted that before the game, let me know about any bets you might be thinking of this upcoming football season. Oh, no, no, I don't <laughs> bet. But how do we uh, – when was the last time we took a, a kid from Wyoming Park? I don't know. I don't think I can tell you another one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Obviously, uh, <coughs> Coach has done a, a a different job this year, right? Oh, yeah. Built All the, over built the map. Built the top three class. Yep. And we're, uh, 
we're uh, we're extremely excited to have him. Oh, so, yeah. so you don't remember much about Drew when he played? No, no. I think my first college basketball memories were right after Drew left. I remember him being there. I remember the name. But I can tell you specific games and moments like I could for guys after his era. The Scotty Reynolds Villanova team is really the first one where I could tell you a season-long sort of summary of it. Um, but, yeah, right after that time is when I, was, I had the memory of actually recalling sports and stuff. That's so funny. My earliest sports memory is uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, Spygate, stealing that Super Bowl from the Eagles, 2004. But I'm going to have to go down that road. You are so young. <laughs> Man, you are so young. So in 04 <clears throat> is when they were uh, the, the Eagles. Yep. Donovan oh, McNabb throwing up on the field in the middle of the game. Yep. Terrell coming back after his yep. uh, uh, knee injury. Yep. Out all year. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. There was a Eagles gave him a. I love the Eagles because Pat Shermer, a former mm, Spartan, yep. offensive coordinator, a uh, good friend of mine from yeah. Dearborn, mm. um, was the OC of the uh, the Eagles. So yeah. it was great to see him there. Yeah. I actually went in 02 when they were playing uh, Tampa mm -hmm. in the. Uh, in the NFC Finals. Yeah. I was there. I think Gruden, I in, Gruden beat him that year, right? He Went did. to the Super Bowl. I was, there, I was there in Philly, and uh, I was so upset for Pat, you know, yeah. that Tampa went on, who obviously went on to win yeah. to win the championship. But, uh, uh, Owen, we got any uh, luck here? Drew, what kind of shop are you running over there? No <laughs> shop? No noise? <laughs> You can hear us? <laughs> At least the video feed is nice. Yeah, we got a nice video feed. Maybe, you know sign language, Drew? Do <laughs> you know sign language? Can you? Any of us? No? If you want to sign language, your best Izzo story, just <laughs> throw some punches. Clipboard, hands going through clipboards. Yeah, why don't you do that for us? Was that working earlier, Owen? It was. We fixed this problem. It was, uh, I don't know, because he didn't have sound before, and then he took out his Air AirPods, and it was good. Yeah. So now he's trying with their, I don't know. But you just keep going, and then I'll let you know when he's ready. Sounds good. Um, yeah, we can just go on and start some of our segments that we have here. Um, I guess, uh, Owen, if you want to put up the Cohen Carr tweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Cohen Carr. Yeah. There it is. There it is right there. Cohen Carr. Four-star forward Cohen Carr chooses MSU. Talk a, talk a little bit about that, Justin. Yeah. Um, so as you guys can see in the tweet there, that brings Michigan State's class up to third in the nation, as Brian also said earlier. Um, he committed to Michigan State 10 days after he uh, took his official visit here, um, similar to kind of the Garrick Norman recruitment, where he actually committed like two or three days after his OV. So two recruitments here by Tom Izzo where he landed um, top 100 players within days of taking the official visit, also within days of them getting those offers. And um, you couple that with the Xavier Booker commitment, and that's three top 100 players that Coach Izzo has landed in the last 10 days up until Carr's commitment. Each of them bringing completely different skills to the class, which is what makes it so exciting as they all complement each other very well. Drew, can you hear us? Hold on. I'm, I'm here. Let's go. There we is. got it. We got it. There it is. All right. We got <laughs> you. What's going on, guys? <laughs> How you doing, brother? You doing okay? I, 
I can't complain. I can't complain, man. All is good and uh, fired up with what's going on in East Lansing. Can't wait for uh, football season to be here and uh, get down back down on campus. We got my fellow dog joining the show. So we're uh, we're really excited to hear to have you here, and uh, yeah, we're excited about your career. We love that you're a former Spartan. We love that you're involved. You know, one thing that I want to ask you was, uh, what made you what made you want to play at Michigan State and for Tom Mizzo? Uh, well, I started being recruited by Michigan State probably in the eighth or ninth grade uh, back in 2000. Uh, obviously, that was a big year for Michigan State basketball with with winning the national championship and with the, the best program in the country being less than an hour away from home, uh, being from Grand Rapids, uh, it was kind of a no-brainer. So I started going up to football games, uh, basketball games as a recruit, eighth, ninth grade. And one of my earliest memories of Michigan State football is uh, when we beat that other team down the road, mm. uh, when Jeff Smoker found uh, TJ Todd Duckett in the end zone uh, for that big last oh, second one. victory. So um, I, kinda, I, I was kind of bleeding green from from that point on and um one one story about coach Izzo and his kind of relentless recruitment mm. uh back my sophomore year of high school Michigan State was playing in the Big Ten tournament this had to be a Friday afternoon game and they had a hard loss a snowstorm uh coming Indy from Indy all the way up to Michigan he jumped in the car after that tough loss drove all the way up six six eight hours to to Grand Rapids to watch me play in the district finals as a sophomore um, got there late, second half of the game, uh, talked to him after the game. And just, just that commitment at that point, that kind of made me say, hey, I want to play for this guy. If he's willing to do that after a tough loss, drive through a snowstorm to catch half of my game, um, you know, I want to I wanna go to battle with that guy every, every single night. So I got a question for you. So you're, when you look at Coach Ezo and you look at this era, NIL, Portal, social media and then you see he's been doubted by many across spartan nation lands pretty much so far on paper a top three class right when you look at who he's who's committed who's the front runner tell us what that tells you that tell the public what what you know that everybody else doesn't know he was doing that he was doing that 21 years ago with me when i was a, a 16 year old kid uh, sophomore in high school and he's doing that 20 plus years later with these kids now so um, the landscape of college sports may have changed a little bit but his work ethic uh, his relentless mentality uh, to recruiting and yeah there's ups and downs in recruiting uh, every single year and you're not going to get every kid that you want but uh, he never complains about that and he just keeps keeps going to work and getting after it and uh, finding the next next best player so um, I don't think he's lost anything. Obviously, the as one as he likes to say, the proof is in the pudding with uh, with this class we have yeah. coming in here. So uh, the future looks really bright. Um, you know, it's fun to talk about the recruits, but I know these guys uh, that are on the team this year they have something to prove because there's a lot of doubters out there, uh, maybe maybe within uh, Spartan Nation, but also around the country saying, you know, hey. Uh, this team might struggle a bit, but I know these guys are working hard and hearing great things uh, throughout the summer. So these guys, they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder, uh, similar to when I was a, a junior and we lost Shannon Brown, Paul Davis, Maurice Ager, uh, Matt Trannon. They all left, uh, went pro or, or moved on. So, um, you know, we had a chip on our shoulder that year and got some big wins and 
uh, proved, proved a lot of haters wrong, and that's kind of what that Spartan dog mentality is all about. Drew, I love the answer you gave about how Coach Izzo went and came and watched you play after a tough loss because right after how you're talking about how Coach Izzo hasn't lost a step, if for those that have followed the Xavier Booker recruitment, Coach Izzo, 27 hours after losing to Duke in the NCAA tournament, was at his high school state championship game where coaches from his own state didn't even make that trip in. And it, it really does seem like he hasn't lost a step, just like you're saying. And just diving into Coach Izzo a little more, we have to ask you, what's a funny or memorable Coach Izzo story from your time there that you can share on air? Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Oh, not, 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 not the one in the Tiger Suite that we talked about. Uh, give us, give us a, a PG a one. Within the, uh, <laughs> the, the fraternity, the Spartan basketball fraternity, but... Um, no, I mean, he's just the ultimate motivator, right? And he's always always trying to push guys to, to reach their full potential, whether that's every single day in practice, every single night. Um, you know, when it comes game time, he, he wants guys to reach their full potential and, and demands perfection out of them. And, you know, there was one time, um, you know, we had, I think it was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for pregame meal. And, um, you know, we had strawberry jam or we had grape jam, you know, because I think we got out rebounded by a mid-major school in the previous game so you know he said we're getting back to our roots and uh you know the the, the tough hard most program that the that was built and this was back in you know 05 06 and i think we came out that that next night um or that, that night after having uh, peanut butter and jelly for pre-game meal i think we out rebounded the opponent by about 30 so um just one of his kind of master motivational uh tactics and um looking back on it it's, it's pretty funny Love it. I, so, as we know, Coach Izzo has evolved, and he's quit yelling, and he pats <laughs> players on the back, and he's very positive. And we saw proof of that because he was mic'd up for a game, um, you know, where he was like, come on, you know, <laughs> let's go. And as you and I both know, that's, you know, Coach is a, he's adapted to the time. <laughs> he's adapted to the times. So, what difference now as it was, you know, back when you played? Well, yeah, I think the, the, whole, the whole social media, you know, I think Facebook was just, I'm dating myself here, but I think Facebook <laughs> was just invented my senior year of college. So, um, the world has definitely changed in the last, you know, 12, 12 13 years. But, um, you know, you have to be, be a little bit more careful because there's, there's more eyes on and, yet and all all times but um i don't think he's i don't think he's changed you know he he's a guy that sticks to sticks to his roots and um you know he that's why i chose to go play for coach Izzo because uh the, the, the guy wants it so bad and he holds you to a high high standard every single every single practice every single game every single film session uh you better you better bring it and you, you got to respect that out of the guy that you, 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 what you see is what you get. And, uh, you know, what you see on the sidelines, uh, what you see, the passion, emotion in the locker room and post-game interviews, the, the celebration of, of big wins, the disappointment and, and tough losses. You know, that's that's Coach Izzo. He's not he's not faking it. And, and that's right. what you want out of a out of a coach. For sure, yeah. It's um, a lot of people that just watch uh, kind of ESPN's talking points or mid-game kind of um, 
um, positive reinforcement, as we shall say. They don't have the uh, they don't have the insight of what Coach Izzo is like with these players off well, the court. Well, I'll tell you, you know, he he came and uh, you know uh, came up to watch me play in high school, but but things certainly change once you get on campus. And it's, a, it's a different mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to start as a freshman and, and go to the Final Four in 2005 with a bunch of seniors. Uh, on the team so yeah. that was an experience within itself yeah. um, just meeting a, a bunch of old guys um, as, as a freshman so Coach yeah. Izzo definitely didn't take it easy on me as the leader yeah. of his, his team as a as a freshman but um, you know he, he made me uh, a better player a better For man sure. and, and, and that's that's why you go to Michigan State. For sure. So Tell us how, you know, what you do now and how that's translated into your everyday life at work because there is a direct correlation. You and I are both in the same business. And, and like, tell us what that means. Yeah, I mean, I've been in wealth management um, over here in Grand Rapids since I gave up hoops back in 2013. I played for five or six years after college. Uh, a cup of coffee in the NBA, some summer leagues, and then most of my time over in Europe. I uh, I did play in China for a little bit with Allen Iverson. Oh, um, that was. Uh, th I have some stories for for another time about about <laughs> that. Uh, one of the highlights of my basketball career. So, um, you know, basketball's taken me some great great places and uh, taught me some amazing things about life and you know that I'm I'm now using in the business world and you know the, the thing about coming to michigan state you get you get thrown on a team and um you know you meet people and work pe with people from all different walks of life you know um guys from the up and coach Izzo, guys from you know di different different walks of life and you, you have to learn how to um you know engage and and, and make things work and uh, that certainly has, has helped me in my day-to-day -day, uh, work life I tell you, I was at that 07 game. I think Wisconsin was ranked number one, and you lit it up, and everybody rushed to court, and that was a that was a special day. I was also down in Houston when we got our butts kicked. Was that Memphis? Remind me. That, that was that was Memphis. I, I you didn't have to bring that one up. Yeah, I only bring <laughs> um, that up because my uh, my cousin, who's now the head coach of the Jets, was at the Texans, so I went down to see him, and uh, we went to the game together. And he was a GA at MSU, mm -hmm. and I remember vis vividly being there and and just how they were running up and down the court. And I said to myself, um, "What's going on here? <laughs> we we can't have this." And and that's yeah, part that of the was, tournament, that was, right? That, that, it was a that's, tough way to go. Tough yeah. way to go out. Um, <laughs> but you know. Obviously, Derrick Rose had had a decent career in the NBA. Yeah, I think right. Two years later, he was NBA MVP and you know averaged thirty plus points a game. And um, you know, as, as a as a basketball fan and kind of looking back, and you watch the NCAA tournament, and a lot of those, a lot of times, those those games happen in the tournament. There's a lot of close nail biters. Sure, right. But oftentimes, you know, for whatever reason, you know, there there are blowouts when there when there shouldn't be. You know, and. Um, I don't think it was lack of uh, of being prepared. Sometimes they just jump on you, and you know the game gets away from you. And obviously, with their their athletes and a guy like Derrick Rose, um, you know they they were they were pretty tough. For sure. So so we are so proud of you. Um, we we appreciate you joining us. Um, we know you're in wealth management. You're at Wells Fargo. You're doing a great job. We wish you all the best in your career. 
Uh, we want you to come back to campus as much as possible. Anything Spartan Nation can do to help you, you let us know. Um, we really appreciate you joining the show. We find it remarkable that you hold all these records being five foot five. We think it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, hey, think- hey, now, hey, now. I, I've actually, I think I've grown a half inch since uh, since I graduated. My, so my bad, five, five and a half. <laughs> five, five and a half, my bad. I want to apologize. So, but we uh, we're, Anytime, we're- <laughs> though, man. You guys, you guys are great. I appreciate what you do. And um, like I said, I try to get back to campus as much as possible. It's a little bit more difficult now. Um, being in the business world and uh, you know, Busy. family here, family, and being with the kids, but uh, I, I love getting on campus on Saturdays. I'll be down there that first game against Western Michigan on Friday, and I uh, can't wait to watch the guys on the on the field and and at the press on this winter. We'd love to see you. Thank you so much for joining Appreciate us. Appreciate your time, Drew. Ultimate Spartan dog, Drew Neitzel, MSU legend. Thank you, Drew, for joining us. Thanks, Go guys. green. God bless, brother. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Drew and I, what a, what a, what what a, a wonderful good, yeah. young man. I mean, he's he's had a very successful career and in, in building his career over at Wells Fargo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we wish him nothing but the best. For uh, sure. He's good. Very, very good people. Yeah. What is he? Sixth in assists and, and third in um, a Big Ten uh, uh, three-point shooting or sixth in Big uh Sounds about right. I, yeah, close. I, okay. I mean, he's he's up there. I mean, he at one point hold <clears throat> held held a record for I believe for uh, for yeah. three point contests. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, he's just such a great guy. Yeah, absolutely great guy. So um, let's talk. Let's talk some football, Brian. Go ahead. Uh, Michigan State earlier this week was named fourteenth uh, in the nation in the coaches poll, and. Um, I guess that seems about fair. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This at the end of the day, the preseason polls. It's it doesn't mean anything. It's about what you do on the field. But uh, Michigan State has a good amount of returning production. The team should be more talented overall than last year if you look at the roster from top to bottom. But obviously, that doesn't always translate to sustaining the same number of wins. Other things factor in, like scheduling, injuries, uh, things of that nature. But it's um, it's a good place to be at this at this point of the year, and uh, obviously meaningless, but at the same time, it's good to see that there's um, some sort of expectations and excitement already from from the outside. I don't like it. You don't like it? No. Too high? You think the kids are gonna be fat and happy? No, I think we're we're too low. Oh, okay. Because I think um, you know, expectations mm-hmm. from the players come from within. Right. Number one. Right. And. Actually, I think that's motivation. Okay. Quite frankly, because I think everybody on that team believes that they're going to compete for a championship. Right. And uh, you know, they're they're when that season ends, mm-hmm. they're going to end number one. So, I actually take that as some type of disrespect. Quite frankly. Well, that's good because we yeah. know they thrive off of that. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. So you know, you can talk about we're not Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker. We'll never celebrate a, a preseason 14, a ranked 14th in yeah. the country and third in the Big Ten East. Right. Ever. Or any, celebrate any preseason ranking, as you know. Ever. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this program, mm-hmm. he has set the expectations for this program, and that is to win championships. And so, but it's interesting that, that 
you know, they're on the national radar. And, right. But Spartan Nation should not be excited about 14th in the country. Right, for sure. And should not be excited about third in the Big Ten East. Right. That's not what we're doing here. Right. Right? We're, we're aiming toward winning championships. Big mm-hmm. Ten championships, national championships. Yeah. It's a marker. And I think it's also... It's very hard when you're ranked 26th or 25th to climb to number one. Right. Right? So mm-hmm. the preseason, there is some merit to a preseason ranking mm-hmm. because the lower you are, right. the quicker you can climb. So right. there is some merit to that, but right. they mean very little, and at the end of the year is all that matters. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. On to the next topic. Next topic, you got that? The uh, Mel Tucker, yeah, NFT. We can do the fall camp at the end. Yeah, absolutely. There it is, right there. Header. Got the header going there. Mel Tucker launches uh, NFT Tuck to benefit charity, Um, which is which is really unique, very very unique approach something new something most people don't understand and i think it's something that it's you know as as crypto evolves as nft evolves as as a, as a way to be, engage the fan base you know when you look at really this launch it's revolutionary it's one of the kind in the country all proceeds go to the boys and girls club of South, southeastern michigan um it's it's obviously a fully charitable venture it's really the first of its kind in the country by a head coach. And it's really a great opportunity for recruits and players uh, for branding, right? So, you know, Mel is really testing this to see if this is a way that our future players and recruits can um, be able to brand themselves this way. Um, it's really another opportunity for, uh, for Spartan Nation to, to look inside, uh, inside the program and to ca- take a look at player experiences. And, and really have true ownership of uh, memorabilia moments. So I think um, this is something that, that's cutting edge. And if you don't understand the crypto space, the N- NFT space, the non-fungible token space, it might be something hard to wrap your head around, but this is, this is where the future is headed. Ask Gary V, ask all the crypto folks, ask all the N- NFT folks, this is the future. Right to create these non-fungible tokens, to create digital art in which um, um, folks can buy for for future memorabilia, and and kudos to Coach Tucker for um, um, all the benefits going to charity because I think he's trying to create another avenue and a revenue for the program for the players and the branding of the of the players in the program and and I give him a lot of credit for it I really do. Um, if you're interested in purchasing NFT Tuck, do we have the website there? There it is right there. So I'm going to purchase one. Um, you know, I think uh, I would encourage Spartan Nation to purchase one. All benefits go to charity. I think it's a great way to, to showcase the program. We do believe, you know, I, th- I think, you know, crypto and NFTs are, are, are part of the future when I ask a lot of experts in this space, and it's uh, this is really revolutionary. I don't know how much you know about this space, Justin. Anything? 
I just know I didn't do well in NBA Top Shot when I tried NFTs. No, but um, uh, no, I think uh, I think yeah, it's uh, it's an emerging field for sure, and to see Coach Tucker um, experiment with it in a way where the proceeds go to charity and also his players get exposure, I think it's uh, it's a good formula for sure, as you said. I think so too. So now heading over to our next guests. Uh, you can you can introduce our next guest. Are they available? Owen, I got Andrew on right now. We're waiting on Kendrick. Okay. Yeah, for those that do not know, uh, which you should, shame on you if you do not. Um, Andrew DePape, four star um, defensive end from Iowa. Kendrick Rissano, four star running back from Texas. These two guys were some of the first recruits to jump into the 2023 class for Michigan State. Um, some of the highest ranked uh, players that Michigan State has gotten in a while. And when Andrew committed, he was the highest ranked out of state commit for Michigan State in seven years. Um, these guys are going to make a big impact at Michigan State in my estimation. And um, it's going to be good to, good to hear from them uh, once both of them join. But. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be great to kind of get some insight and in what kind of happens at these official visits, what made him choose MSU and things of that nature. But, Brian, isn't it, isn't it fascinating to just kind of see the way that Spartan Nation has embraced uh, these guys and especially with the way Andrew's recruiting on Twitter and oh, stuff, just the ecosystem here? I absolutely do. Andrew, how you doing, Andrew? Good. What? <laughs> we got yeah, Andrew in the middle of dinner. <laughs> you're you're yeah, like live it. TV. Why are you eating? <laughs> what do you mean we're on live TV? Sorry. <laughs> Why are you guys both? Are you eating too, Ken? No, no, maybe. No. <laughs> I'll let Justin uh, kick it off, man. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us, guys. It's been uh, great covering your recruitments uh, so far. Looking forward to your senior years for sure, but. I guess I'll just kick it off with an easy question that I'm sure you've answered a lot of times, but do you guys want to talk about why you chose Michigan State? Um, to be honest with you, it, it just felt like home to me, to be honest. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just a feeling that I had in the heart. Just okay. Same. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I guess I guess the the cool thing that you guys can kind of give insight on that fans don't really get to hear about too much is these official visits. What are they kind of like? Like what's Friday, Saturday, Sunday like? And what were your like I guess favorite parts of your official visits? Oh, shoot, let me turn the light on. Kind of. Well, for me, it was it was hanging out with like Ted and all them, just getting to hang out with the players, and you know going out, seeing what college life was like, having fun. Dude, I can't even see Ked. What is he doing? <laughs> All right, bro. No, that, that was uncalled for. Yeah, no business in. Ked, we need you to focus here, Ked. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm here. Okay. All right, Ked, you want to walk us through the, the visit itinerary? What usually happens on Friday? What happens on Saturday? Come on, Ked. We need we need a good interview here. <laughs> well, actually, we got we got down there uh, Thursday night. Thursday okay. night. So, we got down there Thursday night, and you know all the other recruits were already down there. So then most of us hung out in uh, Brennan's hotel room, and then the second day we woke up extra early in the morning, had breakfast, and we went to the facility. We toured everything, and took pictures later that night. And next morning, we took pictures again, 
Uh, went to Tuck, Coach Tuck's house. Okay. What else do we do? Oh I yeah, they, they threw water on me when I was sleeping. Mmm. <laughs> Yo, who has a video, right? No, nah, that was Caleb Presley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew, tell us why you chose Michigan State. Uh, well, when I went there, I had been to like lots of other places, and it just like I, it didn't really it didn't really feel like like a good fit for me. And then I went to Michigan State. And just the way that everyone acted, it was it was kind of like a family. And then I met BT, and he he was super cool. Coach Tuck was super cool. So, you know, I just knew that I would I would feel comfortable like actually like living there, playing with them. And I I committed I think two days after because I just knew right. I wanted to play. Yeah, so. for sure. So I gotta ask you guys, MSU Twitter. What what is that all like to be a part of that? The support you guys get, just the comedy that comes with it. What what, what are your thoughts on MSU Twitter, both of you? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, we had the best fan base for sure, no doubt, yeah. no doubt in my mind. But uh, you know, some, sometimes we get a little wild. <laughs> like Chad, I'm thinking of one specific person. <laughs> yeah, Chad, Chad, man. All you young guys are bringing me into a whole nother universe. So there's. <laughs> so I guess, um, what has it been like for you guys to see the mo momentum that the recruiting class has picked up since after you committed? You guys were some of the early members. What do you think about the way this coaching staff is recruiting right now, the momentum Michigan State has, and what's it been like to just see that and take it in? Oh, well, you know, I, well, I mean, they did the same high. thing. Oh, shoot. No, no, talk both at once. It's perfect for the show. <laughs> All right, okay, go, go. All right, man. Well, if they use the same thing they uh, did with me, then, you know, I, I can really blame it all on Coach, Coach Tuck. They you know, know how to talk. You know, you know how to how to really rope you in. Like, right. Uncover your mouth. Me, <laughs> tell oh, us. Can you hear me? Yeah, Coach Chuck knows how to rope you in. Tell me. Oh, <laughs> I want to hear this. Man. I want to hear this. Man. Okay, so we was, we was in his office, right? Right. He's sitting there. We just talking, just chilling. He sit up. like He get up real serious. He sit up like this. like <laughs> he, just, he just, he was like. Hey, we want you here. And I was like, whoa. You know, I felt it in my heart when he said that. I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> no. A couple minutes later, I committed. Oh. When, he, when he sat up and said, we want you here, did you feel like it was like, like. I feel like everything around me just got heavy. Like, I don't know what he, what he said. But he like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, the way he talks is different. Okay. The way he talks is different. That is so true, man. Yeah. That is that is Andrew. So BT BT obviously was a driving force because of his pedigree and all that. But uh, when you sit in Coach Tuck's office, what did he tell you? Well, he he showed me all his rings first from all his coaching. He let me put them on and stuff, and then he just he just talked to me about life, and then. He kind of hit me with the with the question, Ked asked for. Yeah, Ked. He was like, "You want to play here?" And, and I said, "Yeah." And then the only reason why I didn't come in his office was because my parents weren't there. Right. And I just want to commit 
like when they weren't there. So I told them I'll go think about it, and then I did it at home. So over Zoom. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. So tell me about uh, Saeed. How close have you guys gotten to Saeed? You guys get to know him pretty well. Well, you know, at first I didn't even know who Saeed was, and then, you know, as I as I committed, like the closer I got to the staff, Saeed's become a, a bigger part of everything we've been doing since you know since the beginning. He's really like second person up behind Coach Tuck. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, for you, Andrew, it's been BT, Jordan, Coach Tuck, and who else has been involved for you? Uh, Coach Coleman. Yeah, oh yeah, Marco. Absolutely. I talk, to, I talk to him and BT almost every day, but they're at camp right now, so I haven't right. talked to them in a while. But, you know, I, t- I usually FaceTime them pretty much every day. I talk to BT every day about drills and stuff to do, so it's been good. I got I got two fun questions for you guys, and uh, that's all for me. First of all, what can you guys share about each other that the public might not know? It could be a talent. It could be something you guys like. It could be something that you might get roasted for once MSU Twitter finds out about it. Um, Andrew um, has two Mosley's but No, I don't. <laughs> Bro, what? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bro, that was weird. Yeah. Uh... That's going. Hey, tomorrow we're tweeting out that link, right? And it's coming out. Andrew has two moles on his butt. That's that's what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, Ked, Ked, uh, Ked likes. Don't say uh, anything out of line. All right. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Nothing, well, nothing I can say on. All right, that's good. We'll, we'll pivot to my other one. What are you guys listening to pregame? What's on your playlist? What do you listen to on your lift in? What, what are your top fives, basically? N- name me your top fives. Andrew, you go first. Okay, uh, I like Drake. Mm. Uh, young boy. NBA young boy. Mm. I like I like listening to uh, like seventies music sometimes. Yeah, you're from like Iowa. 70s. <laughs> yeah. And then I like, uh, I don't know, I, I like listening to some Elvis sometimes. And then I like, like, like any, any, any Louisiana rapper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> why, why is that? Just because the sound or you got some sort of affinity yeah, with just, Louisiana? Just, okay. Just, yeah. Just because, just because the way they, they yeah, rap. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Ked? Anyways, uh, I got a top two. I don't have a, a top five. You know what I'm Two, number one, Rod Wave. Okay. Number two, King Vaughn. That's it. Oh, okay. Okay. Really disappointed neither of you said little baby. I'm over here wearing this my turn shirt, and uh, you guys are just not even not even reciprocating. Ew. Little baby. He's, he's kind of he's kind of overplayed. Nah, kinda, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's like a he's a background music rapper. Okay. Ked, you told me okay. Garth Brooks off air. <laughs> How can you not mentioning Garth Brooks right now, Ked? You said what? Garth Brooks. I don't think they know who Garth Country. Brooks is. I know Garth Brooks, Brian. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, oh and, uh, <laughs> they don't. They don't know. They don't know Garth Brooks. Wait, hold on, hold on. How do you know? How do you know about the? How do you know about the? Who's Garlic I mean, Brooks? I'm, I'm old school. I'm old school. How do you know about a country guy? I don't know you're a country guy. I'm just throwing it at you. Okay, okay, okay. 
I want to see if you would like respond. That's all. Oh, you baited him into admitting he's a country guy. I see. Can, can, can tell us about uh, Coach Reed and your uh, re, you know Coach relationship Reed? with Coach Reed. Yeah, from Reed. Oh, okay, man. Let me tell you. So, Coach Reed, he he kind of acts like a, a father figure and a brother at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Like every time we talk, it's always he always give me a message at the end. And, you know, like a, like a life lesson every single time. And, you know, I'll take it into account with everything I do. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So are are any of you, are both of you or any of you enrolling early? Are you coming in January or are you coming in, uh, in the fall? See, uh, I was supposed I'll be, to be coming be there in January. Yeah. Okay. See, I was supposed, supposed to be, be coming in January, but oh, oh, yeah. something happened yeah. with... That's right. Um, oh, with one of my credits. My okay, that's right. So I can't do it anymore. That's right. What am I talking about? Yeah. Spring ball's passed already. Jeez. All right. right. So when are you guys coming on campus? Soon? For the, for their visit? Uh, Next year. You oh, yeah. Year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. January. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Andrew I'm in January thinking. and then Ken in the summer. Ken in the summer. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, you guys got a whole senior year to play. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. My, you know, I'm yeah. getting old, guys. I'm getting old, man. All right. So, so anything you guys want to promote that you guys want to leave leave off with? I know we want to make sure you guys are brands are being built no. and things of that nature. Oh, shit. Sure. I, I have a fundraiser. <laughs> I, have a fundraiser. Uh, I tweeted it out. Okay. <laughs> I tweeted it out on Twitter at Kendrick uh, If you want to go check it out and donate to my football team, that'd be nice. Okay. We'll definitely take a look at it, Andrew. Besides you being MSU's top recruiter, anything else? We need we need the Spartan Nation needs to know from you. Oh, good. we're go good. Green. All right, go oh, yeah. white. Appreciate you guys this time. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you. we appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you guys. You guys have a good night. God bless and go green. Hey. Take care. Tell you, two young men that. <laughs> Are just like we were at that age, right? Yeah, On two great bone, characters. Characters, yeah. you know, um, flying by the seat of their pants. And it, uh, I was like that at that age. Can you imagine if I had camera phones back then <laughs> and we did all that? It's unbelievable. It would have been going viral quite a bit. It would absolutely been. We probably wouldn't have been sitting here right now at this <laughs> at this date, but. Uh, we're excited to have these two yeah. young. Tell us a little about uh, DePape. Yeah, uh, DePape, uh, like I said, highest ranked uh, out of state commit in seven years at the time of when he committed. Um, he's going to be able to come in and play right away physically. Uh, we'll see a uh, positional need and all that, obviously. But he's, he's 6'5", 255, I believe. Um, has great bend, uh, fluid feet. He's going to be able to have a lot of production in the Big Ten. And then Kedrick Riesenau, he's going to play high competition in Texas. He's a four-star already. Um, going to be interesting to see how he plays as a senior this year and how he projects in terms of uh, playing time at Michigan State as a freshman. But it's going to be it's going to be fun having a lot of these highly talented kids from all over the country joining, and those two guys are prime examples of that. They are. Yeah, they absolutely are. We. Tomorrow we might tease the special guest we have next week. We're, we gotta think about that one though. Okay, okay. We think about that one. Okay. We're gonna we got a very very special guest next week. 
probably on set that we're working yeah. on. So. And I don't think I've seen him give a Michigan State interview ever, at least not in my recollection. You know, we're gonna we're gonna try and drag him here. Yeah, get him on set. Might physically have to drag him here. We 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 might have to. Yep. And so um, we're extremely excited. Yeah. But um, want to wrap it up by talking uh, spring ca- or fall camp? Yeah. Go yeah. talk to me a little bit. All right. So um, as we know, fall camp is underway. Michigan State. Oh, we got a video right there. Playing some vids right there for us. Yep. You know, when you look at some of the storylines coming out of camp, right? When you look at the, um, I would have to tell you the offensive line, secondary, mm-hmm. um, maybe uh, linebacker rotation. Yeah. Um, who the backup quarterback is. Right. So when you look at the offensive line right now, tell me what you're seeing, what you're hearing. I am hearing that the starters are looking good. Like, they're, they're, if, if nobody gets hurt, which rarely happens, but if no one gets hurt, Michigan State should be, should be good. So you got Horst. Horst at left tackle. Duplain at left Duplain. guard. I'm thinking same wins the center job over Brian Green. Yeah. And then Green then either starts at right guard or Carrick starts at right guard. But either way, Green or Carrick will be the first guy off the bench if there's an interior offense line injury. And then right tackle Spencer Brown. So we got six that we believe are, yes. are, are, you know, and then the rest are pretty young. Yeah. And we need to build depth with yeah. the rest of them. If I so. had to guess who was seventh, I would say Gino Vandermark. Um, he was in the first recruiting class that Michigan State had. The, um, I think, four-star, high three-star out of New Jersey. Um, but, again, an interior guy. So the, the question becomes... Who steps up at tackle if either Brown or Horst gets hurt? I guess it would be Brandon Baldwin next and then Ethan Boyd after that. But you got to really hope there's no offensive tackle injury. Um, and if there's not, they should be pretty good. No, I totally yeah. agree. Totally yeah. agree. And so, um, but as and as anything else, right, the offensive line is about building depth. Right. You have to build depth. Yeah. And so. Uh, they have a lot of good young talent there. Yes. Like Braden Miller is really good. Just last mm-hmm. year's class. Very underranked in my opinion. And uh, Ashton Leppo last year's class. And then Ethan Boyd's going to be good. The issue is just that some of these guys might be needed a season before they were, I guess, supposed to play. So that's really all. We're, we're kind of in a waiting period of see who can develop faster than they were supposed to. But long term, the room is looking good. So when we go to the secondary, right, yeah. I, hear, I hear Amir Speed is having a phenomenal mm. camp mm. that's what i hear yeah and uh, what are you hearing on, on that end yeah because right now it's hard to get tidbits out of the out of camp obviously it's close to the media but one thing that it's easy to hear one thing you don't have to dig a lot for is to hear about how great amir speed is doing he is he's big he looks like a prototypical i was gonna say sec corner but he looks like a prototypical nfl corner and he's got length yeah he has length um, I haven't seen him run in person, but by all accounts, he has speed to, to, to match that length. He's not just dragging his feet tall, lanky. He, ha- he has speed. And um, what that does for you is you, last year, whoever your cornerback one was, whether you want to call that Ronald Williams, whether you want to say Brantley before he got hurt, this now gives you a real legitimate cornerback one. Your CB2 is going to be somebody that, already played last year, got a lot of experience, is developed, and is going to be healthier this year. Because Brantley, Ronald Williams, Marquis Lowry, all those guys were playing extremely banged up. So as they got better during the season, it didn't show because they were more and more hurt. So you're going to have a lot of returning secondary members, all of them healthier, all of them better, and you've added your top secondary member to their unit that wasn't there last year. 
the secondary is very exciting and probably the most intriguing to me, especially if what I'm hearing about them using that nickel um, in a cover corner manner as opposed to a thumper like Snow was last year. I think if that adjustment also comes to fruition, it'll be very exciting in that regard as a whole. That is great. But yeah. you know, as well as I do, when um, the secondary is only as good as his pass that rush. That is exactly right? true. And so from my understanding, uh, Brule mm. and Winman have had outstanding camps and have been very hard to block. What are you hearing on that front? Absolutely. Jacoby Winman is somebody that I've been um, just pounding the table over since uh, three or four days before Michigan State even offered him in the transfer portal. Um, he's a guy that when he played defensive end was all Mountain West third team. Then he switched to linebacker the next year and was all Mountain West second team. This is an all-conference pass rusher and an all-conference linebacker all in one and has great size. Um, I don't know if Michigan State's going to do the stand-up edge uh, sort of thing that uh, I have mentioned in my death chart preview pieces and whatnot, but if they do that, they take one of the traditional defensive ends off, put a stand-up edge linebacker, and they can put three guys on the field that way. You're looking at Cal Halliday, who is all freshmen. You're looking at Aaron Brule, who had a second-round NFL draft grade before his previous season at Mississippi State. Wow. And, and Winman, who I just can't rave enough about. And then Ma Nauteote off the bench, um, who is the four-star in Mel's first class. It's, it's, just, it's looking like Michigan State went from having a big question mark at linebacker last year to having one of the top two linebacker rooms in the conference. I'm going to say this. Do not sleep on Broussard. Mm, very good running Do back. Do not sleep on Broussard. When you watch the tape on him and the explosion, the wiggle, the vision, dare I compare him to the back before, um, which I won't, but uh, the one-two punch of Broussard and Berger right. I think is going to be a very underrated combina- combination heading yeah. into the Big Ten season. And, you know, as, as, as the preseason unfolds, We'll get a lot deeper into right. it. But uh, one last question. Who's our backup quarterback? Who's, who's QB2? If you're asking me who the second best quarterback on the roster is, I will say Kayton Hauser. If you're asking me who is more likely to come into a game, if unfortunately if Peyton Thorne gets hurt in the third quarter or something, I would guess it would be Noah Kim. Um, I think that's more of just who's more acclimated with the playbook, who's more acclimated with the locker room, has the trust of the room. Um, but arm talent-wise, I've heard great things about Kayton. Um, seen um, that he has made some great, great NFL-level throws. Um, now it's just him getting more and more comfortable with the position and, and the leadership. So, yeah, I think uh, Kayton Hauser would be QB2 in a theoretical sense. Um, we'll see if they want to redshirt him, how much they want to use him. But I would guess Noah Kim is probably the safer option to come in to spell as backup duties in the middle of a game. Interesting. So these these storylines are developing. We are early into camp. We're a weekend. We got a long way to go. Patience. Stay healthy. Reps. Battle. Build. And chop. Anything else before we leave? That's all I have, Brian. No, that's it. Yep. And that's all we have right there. Oh, there was one last thing here that uh, that's on this sheet. Don't forget with- your tweet that you wanted to share. Oh, there was that tweet that you wanted to share. Um, throw it up there, Owen. Yeah, we spell we're, we're we're you wanted me to answer that on air. Mm, okay, okay. But 
So you're gonna answer it then? We're not gonna. Oh, okay. We're not here to break the news. I see. We are going to hold off on that. Okay. We are going to allow the university to break that news. Okay. As we are, we are not here to break news. That's very generous of you. Yeah, we're here to make <laughs> sure that uh, we're supporting our programs right. and doing things. But uh, an announcement is imminent um, that mm -hmm. uh, should make Spartan Nation. Uh, extremely happy. So, mm. ladies and gentlemen, I am Brian Mosalam along with my co-host Justin Thin. You are watching the uh, SD4L show, Spartan Dogs for Life, with our producer Owen Oz Ozas. Yeah, Ozas. You had it right. Got wow. it. Look at you. Who put together the intro video? Thank you, Owen. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. God bless and go green. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.